Welcome aboard. I'm Brad. I'm Eric. And I'm Scott. Welcome to My Ship Story Podcast. This is a podcast where we invite crew members, both past and present, to tell their stories about life at sea. So come up to the pool bar and grab a drink. Sit back, relax, because it's time for My, My Ship, Ship Story. story. <laughs> God, that was terrible. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of My Ship Story Podcast. Got with me, Scott and Eric. Let's check in with Eric today, see what he's got going on. Um, well, I'm happy that I am no longer, I haven't tested negative yet, but no more uh, COVID symptoms. COVID's in the past. Last week was horrible. You sound I a lot mean, better. You, yeah, you're yeah. sounding a lot better. You're looking a little better. Uh, <laughs> um, no, last week, I mean, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't good. So I still have a couple of days left for quarantine and then I'm I'm free. But um, yeah, feeling a lot better. So happy that last week is. Have you have you seen your spouse in in the two or three days? Um, yes. <laughs> Are you still passing. locked down in the basement? <laughs> I'm still locked down, separate rooms. Yeah, so we're locked down completely. He's been he hasn't gotten it, which it kind of shocks me because we were. I just woke up, you know, feeling sick one morning, and we had been together until that point. But he hasn't gotten it, which is really really luckily and. Um, Happy that I didn't. Or like, I don't feel good. Ah, get out of here. No, I never would have heard the end of it because he's super cautious. Like I'm cautious, but he's super cautious. If I had given it to him, I would never have heard the end of it. What's happening, Scott? Anything going on? Nothing really is going on. Just uh, impatiently waiting for the cold weather to come and go. Get back to oh. spring. And, uh, you know, today, actually, I just posted on Facebook. This is my eighth anniversary of the first movie that I was in. Uh, it was a movie called America. So I posted some pictures on Facebook of uh, me as a British officer. So, but uh, yeah, in eight years, I've done maybe 18 films and all kinds of good stuff. All right. That's Congratulations. It. That's it. All right. We're, well, we're gonna need a bio at some time in the future so we can see if we can go back and catch you in those movies. Hey, let's let's get to our guest. Kind of running a little limited on time today, which we don't normally do. We usually can just run on and run on, but uh today we've kind of gotta get things uh uh wrapped up. So let's welcome to the podcast Fraser Snowden. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Hey Fraser. Thanks so much for having me. Welcome. Guys. How are you doing? Yeah, I, great. I know exactly how you feel, Eric. I'm just getting over the uh, symptoms myself, and it's it's not fun. My toddler brought it in and infected the whole house, so uh, <laughs> it's been fun. <laughs> oh no! So yeah, where... that's I forgot. I forgot. You're just getting over uh, COVID as well. I think you and Eric had it at the same time. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah it sounds like it. Uh, I'm in like day twelve now, and I'm allowed back at work, but I still yeah. have like this lingering cough that is just annoying. I can't even go to a cafe without, you know, worrying about causing a panic <laughs> and freaking everybody out. Yeah. I know. Yeah, like the second much. you have just us, I mean, you could swallow something wrong and, or something, you know, food wise or whatever. And the second you cough, everybody's like, oh, I, oh. Yeah. like I mean, it's everybody's on guard. It's just, you know, it's just, it's uh, some crazy times. Yeah, for, for sure. For sure. Okay. So speaking, so speaking to you, for just real quick, a couple of minutes, I can already tell you're in Canada. So where in Canada are you? Are you at now? Uh, I'm in Scarborough, actually, which is ah, okay. Um, some people might know that's in the Toronto area. Um, yeah, yeah. Just, we're just kind of on the border, just north right. beaches, really. Right, right, so. right. So Scott, we can't complain about cold weather. Oh, we just had three feet of snow last week. It was crazy. Oh, <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I'll like to go visit the snow. <laughs> 
I don't want anything to do with any ice, but I'll go visit the snow as long as I can leave immediately. One thing I miss about ships, I could just go, hey, I need a contract. <laughs> Let's go. You know, Winter came. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, okay. speaking of ships, tell us a little <laughs> bit about how it happened that you got started working on ships. Was it something that you planned? I did not plan it at all. It was uh, something I stumbled on, actually. Um, I was working after high school and uh I was working in the city, London, which is just a couple hours south of Toronto area. And um, I was hanging out with my uh, roommate at the time. And this girl walked into the walked into the house and he's like, hey, this is my friend uh, Tia. She works on cruise ships. And just my ears perked up. That's like my calling. I want to do something exciting. And and uh, so she gave me a contact for Starboard Cruise Services, which is the shops on board company they run on, right. on a lot of the cruise lines. And uh, they were just like, yeah, sure, uh, get your stuff sorted. And it was back in the day before they really kind of like, I don't know, I feel like they started challenging applications at one point. But for me, like all I had to do was show a clean medical and uh, have a passport and have a heartbeat. And off I went. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. What year was it? Uh, It was 2003. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, I did it for five years. So So what was your first ship? Um, I was on the Celebrity Zenith which um, is a very tiny ship, I mean, compared to what I ended up going Say it again, the celebrity what? The Zenith. Uh, maybe oh, the okay. Zenith. Yeah. Yeah. American <laughs> Terrib Zenith. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, the celebrity Zenith, and uh, it was, you know, it was um, mostly uh, Greek officers, so it was a very tight ship. They had um, a lot of roles, so that was a lot to get used to as a 23-year-old kid you know just coming out for a, you know a new job and all of a sudden i'm being told what to do for every single thing i do uh, including uh, what time i go to bed what time i can walk around this area so that was an adjustment but uh yeah it was it was interesting and i had my run-ins with the the law as they say you know certain things can't have food from here after midnight and yeah so you know i found that out pretty fast i was a bit fast on Liz for sure <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you adjusted. You were on for five years, so you mm-hmm. must have got used to it a little bit. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I did. Um, I did a blitz team where they actually took me after my first contract with Zenith. Uh, they took me to ship every single week. I just, I they came on our ship, and I was like, "How do I do your job? You're going to a new place every single week." So they signed me up for it, and then all of a sudden, I was just doing inventory on like different ships every week. One day I was in, you know, uh, La Romana, uh, Dominican Republic. The next day I was in, uh, excuse me, the next week I was, you know, on the other side, and, you know, Ensenada, Mexico, meeting a ship there. And then, wow. you know, a week that's later rough. we're in Italy. So it was a hard life. Right? I mean, that's it sounds really fun, rough. but that's rough. No, yeah. no, no. That's not that uh, much fun. I mean, going, <laughs> going, traveling that much. I only did it once on Royal. I was on a project and I went from ship to ship and I did like, and it was very short. I was in the office for a while, then did maybe like a week or two traveling ship to ship to ship, but it was like nonstop. So it was oh, like yeah. the worst flights you can get, like really bad layovers. You'd get to the ship and you didn't know where you were. You were just exhausted. I didn't, I didn't enjoy that. That's definitely living out of a suitcase that yeah. you it never was, unpack. It was literally living out of a suitcase. The one thing though, I will say that was good about it was that I got to, um, we got to like, get put up at a all-inclusive resort in La Romana in between the two ships because we were meeting a Costa ship, but there was a few days layover. So they're like, okay, 
Well, I guess uh, it's actually cheaper for us to just put you at an all-inclusive. So we literally got paid to drink for four days. So, I mean, that was a pretty good <laughs> That's win. nice. Uh, yeah. It was a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. And so did you eventually get back into a regular shoppy job? Just yeah. Just staying on the ship? And I'm, I mean, as I was saying. Sell, selling, selling t-shirts? <laughs> selling t-shirts, duty-free liquor, duty-free watches, duty-free rings, jewelry. It's uh, yeah, it was uh, a tough life trying to, you know, sling the, <laughs> the goods for sure. But um, it was kind of a break in between. I went from that lift contract. I went for a couple of months, tried to try the regular life, realized I didn't like it, called up Starboard. And was like, hey, you know what? Remember me? I told you I'd call you when I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> they put me on uh, the navigator of the seas. That was my second contract. And then uh, I went to, I think it was the Freedom. I did the takeout team on that one. So that was kind of cool. We went to Finland and then. I did the Liberty after that. And then I think there was a navigator contract somewhere in between that and then back on the freedom. Yeah, a little bit of back and forth, but all royal after that, which I prefer. And the big ships. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I really, I'll get into this, like maybe in my story later, but um, I was close to going on the big ship, like the Oasis. Oh, yeah. It's like, it was honestly, freedom was amazing. Like that was really cool. The one thing that we really loved about it uh, for the most part, because we were there and we started out with the security guards and we started out with the hotel managers and all the management, we all kind of knew each other. So I feel like it was a little bit easier to kind of like do things. And I'm like, oh, come on, man, you know me, you know? So like you go on the full rider, like when there's nobody on it, you know, maybe late at night or something, the sports staff has it running and they'll invite you up. Like it was uh, definitely probably the most fun I had because they had all these different activities that the staff now don't get me wrong as we all know the crew don't get the same privileges and i appreciate that for sure but for the staff we definitely had a, a lot more to do on those bigger ships because it was just you know there's all those fancy restaurants and uh activities. Now, what was the size difference on like say the zenith and going to, from the zenith to liberty was that like you know a whole ship bigger or is that well, I went from technically like I went from the Zenith to the Navigator. And I think my like comparison is like like maybe the middle of the promenade. I don't know if you're familiar with the layout, but the middle of the promenade was probably about the size, the size of the Zenith. And then when it went from the Navigator, it was like, oh, the end of the promenade. And then let's just add a whole other promenade. And that's the size of the Freedom compared to the the Voyager class. Then you get the Big opinion. Daddy Oasis where you can put all of those into the same ship. Pretty much, yeah. You could follow them all up. So and now the wonder, I mean, do you guys know if the wonder is 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 it bigger than the Oasis class? I feel like it might I be. So. I know I know there was one that was gonna be bigger, but they were talking about um doing a uh but they're going smaller class now to you know attract a lot of people but i don't know how that's going with COVID. So. like how big can you freaking go i mean seriously like the majesty you know those sister ships you could put like five of them inside of oasis and not even see anything on the outside oh, I remember. like like yeah. there has to be some point where it's just so big that it just you know, it's maxed out engineering I mean, it, it, it it no i don't think so i think you just build it so that you know, it just floats basically to, let's say, a cocoa key or, yeah. um, and it just floats slowly to a couple spots. Think of how much it could, they could, you know, we thought the same thing when the majesty was there. We were like, this, is, this ship is huge. It's way yeah. too big. And yeah. now look, 
Yeah. Well, so. there there is a limit because uh, there was a, a container ship built called the Sea Wise Giant, which was the biggest ship in the world, and it could not get through the space. What is that space between uh, France and and England? So, so not. Uh, oh, yeah, it not couldn't the get through it. there. No. No, no, no. It no, was no, that the, the, through the, the English Channel, like through the, the English little, Channel. The it couldn't get through the English Channel because it was so huge. The draft was too big. The draft was too too uh, right. low to get through the English right. Channel. Yeah, so that's going to be the <laughs> so it can be get too big. Yeah, it can well, get too big. That doesn't. I mean, but the cruise ship doesn't have to go to the through the English Channel. I mean, but you're right. It'll put limitations on where they can go just because oh. the size of the ships going into some of these. If it's going to the Caribbean, let's say, I mean, you can't get, you wouldn't be able to get into all those exactly, all those yeah. islands. Yeah. You know, you know what I want to see? Somebody that's good with Photoshop, if you guys are listening out there, I want you to take the side of Oasis and Photoshop Sun Viking and the Nordic Prince as, <laughs> as tenders on the side of the ship. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. <laughs> yeah, I think, the, I think the Zenith could have been a tender for the Oasis for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I, I remember actually talking about the size and when we did the Liberty and the Freedom, I remember the captain had to like do some crazy maneuvering to like make the ship go down and then up again to get under the belt bridge. Yeah, he actually had to like accelerate and then decelerate to get the, the top part of the ship underneath the bridge. And he did that oh, wow. for two class ships. I think Oasis was made somewhere else. I don't think it was made. That was pretty interesting because we're like, oh. This could go one of two ways. We can make it under the bridge, or uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a short trip, right? So, wow. wow. Yeah. So, so, is, is Independence the sister ship also to Freedom? Yes. And yeah, Liberty. Okay, yeah, because that's the yeah. ship we sailed on. We did a quick the reunion. Three, four day, yeah, yeah, the reunion cruise. So, I just for reference that I wasn't sure if that was the case or not. Okay, sorry about and that. And that was well, bigger well, than the Majesty. So, hey, let's yeah. get to a ship story so that we get these in here. So, are you ready? <laughs> are you warmed up? I think I'm good. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's do it. My name's Fraser, and this is my ship story. So, you know, I think I could get, tell you many stories, but we'll try and keep it. But um, one that really sticks out in my mind to this day is the day that we almost missed the ship. Um, I'm sure you've heard stories where they missed the ship, but this one was pretty close. Um, my friends and I, we were a couple of uh, youth staff friends, and then we had a couple of uh, activity staff, a couple of shoppies with me. And we wanted to go to, um, oh, I can't remember the name of that beach. Uh, the one with the airplane, you know. In St. Martin. St. Martin. There you go. Yeah, I forgot yeah. what it's called. Yeah. In St. Martin on the French side. It's only got to be one airport. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and what happened was we were like, yeah, let's go there. And then we went swimming um, alongside. We wanted to go to the cave. There's this uh, cliff you can jump off of to the side of that beach. So we were, um, we were swimming along the side there, jumping off. And we were just having a, like an amazing time. We uh, actually swam into the cave and, oh, death-defying tricks for sure. Because there's water rushing into this cave at the same time, of course. And there's like sea urchins literally on the floor wow. everywhere. So you're, you're you know, risking some things for sure just to go have a nice dip but either way we were just looking at our, our watch we're like, yeah yeah we got plenty of time we got plenty of time what happened was we had trouble getting back on the shore because the waves were crazy so we're like swimming back i'm pretty sure it took us like 30 i swear it took us 30 40 minutes uh to get back to shore from this point and um we get 
back to shore. And of course, it's like four o'clock. I think gangway goes up at five and we're on the other side of the island with all the other crazy guests that are trying to get back as well. So we're trying to flag down the taxi with the rest of the world trying to flag down the taxi. So lo and behold, um, it was a long time to find a taxi and we finally did. And then the the bridge, the bridge is up, you know, that that, uh, lovely bridge that goes up to let the boats in from the one Mm -hmm. side to the other. Yeah. So that was up. Um, so that delayed us. And then as we um, are driving along, we're like panicking the whole time. We took a picture. I'm pretty sure I have it somewhere and I'll share it with you guys. It's even put on your Facebook page or something. But we're all like, just I'm like, guys, let's take a, it was almost like a selfie. I had the camera out in front of me and then was taking the photo before selfies were a thing. So that's we, where you put the whole camera out there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we took the photo and then, uh, you could tell looking back on it to this day how panic-stricken we were that we were going to miss the ship, right? We're like going to the scenarios. We're talking about like, oh my God, like this, how much money does everybody have? And we're all like freaking out about how, you know, if we were to stay somewhere, do we have enough money to pay for a hotel, let alone any other expenses? Either way, so we get we get up to the gangway and we're waiting in line with the guests. And then, and then uh, security comes up and he's like, hey, are you... This person, and they listed off all seven of us, and we're like, uh, yep. They're like, come with me right now. And they took us to like the chief security, and gave us like the lecture, and then they're like, do you see that? This is the this is the guest gangway. The crew gangway went up 30 minutes ago, <laughs> just like laying into us. And they were the only reason the ship was still there was because there was two guests or something like that that were also late. But if those two guests hadn't have been late, they would have been floating away in the time we were walking back to the ship. We're running back, so we're not walking back. We were not casual about it. Yeah, to this day, I'm just like, wow, we almost uh, missed that ship and got stuck in St. Martin. Now, there's worse places to, to be stuck, I guess. But, uh, yeah, you know, not, know. not when all your money is on board and you got to exactly. fly yourself to the next island. No. Yeah, exactly. So that was um, that was definitely a learning experience. I don't think I was ever late for a ship ever again. <laughs> <laughs> sure. and, and St. Martin is a really tricky port because the roads there's not a lot of roads in and out like there's like one road to the other side and one road back and you get stuck in a little bit of traffic and you're screwed it's just like it's one of those places it's not easy to get back to so you have to be really careful in in saint martin it's tricky oh yeah definitely it's um yeah it was like i say it was definitely a learning experience and uh something i'll remember to this day of how i almost and I got to tell you, coming back from the ship, missing the crew gangway and coming on the passenger gangway full of sand and no shirt and drunk out of your mind and you're walking into the centrum is very embarrassing. And there's no way you can hide from anybody. You know what I did once? And it was <laughs> on the on the when we were that we were bringing the majesty out and we were in Charleston and I went and got a pizza and I forgot that the crew gangway had gone up and I was in my, in my uniform, my personal uniform. And I went to walk and the gangway was gone. And I was like, Oh no, I came on board. And this is how lax it was back then. And I don't know if it was because I was in an officer's uniform or anything. I, I was an assistant person. So I wasn't like a senior person. I mm. walked through the lobby with a Domino's pizza in my hand, no. <laughs> walking to the back office up the, up the passenger gangway and through the lobby. Yeah into uh uh into the back office they didn't take the pizza away i had domino's pizza at the back <laughs> office that's that's amazing and, you know these are all stories that we can tell but uh, i would say 
And this kind of leads into my second uh, ship story. Things changed in the years of uh, when I was on ships uh, over the five years. It was uh, a little bit harder. I guess live the ship life as a, as a staff member, right? So and I can go right into that if, if uh, go ahead. No. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. So it was the story to end it all, we'll, we'll say. So I um, was on the Freedom of the Seas. That was my final contract with uh, Royal Caribbean and actually my final final contract on ship. And what happened was I had gone on, I think it had been a couple months and I was on there. And my plan was to uh, continue on and actually help out with the Oasis takeout because the manager on the Freedom was actually going to be taking out um, the Oasis. And he'd asked me if I was interested in the takeout team. So it was all all um, planned on uh, being the case. I had um, arranged before this contract to actually have one of my friends come on. Uh, I won't mention her, but I'll definitely tag her, letting her know I did a podcast uh, interview about it. More or less, she is from the UK and uh, she came on board with one of our friends uh, who was also working with her in the, the spa at the time when we met each other on the Freedom back in the day. So she came on with her boyfriend at the time, I believe it was, her other friend. You know, I had all my permission forms. As you guys know, it, you have to get like everybody to sign the form to allow you to hang out with guests, right? Like it's not an easy process at all. Oh, there's um, forms? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's forms. So I remember that there was a signature needed from the hotel director. There's a signature needed from your manager, a signature from staff captain, I believe, was like the hierarchy there. So anyways, I got my manager to sign it. Hotel director signed it, I believe. I passed it on to the desk for staff captain here. Make sure the staff captain signs it, sir. But whatever my words were at the time. And it was the, I think like it wasn't the first night, it was the second night. We were on a Western Caribbean. So as you know, it's usually more fun on the ship, right? <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I think it was like, Cozumel is always good if you can get a supply and stuff. I will say that uh, I think it was the second night, the formal night, I had asked for the night off. We'd gone, gone out and had dinner at Portofino's or whatever the cabin was Portofino's um, at the, on that ship at the time. We had, well, I'm sure everybody knows, you know, you have hookups and people hook you up with drinks. And, you know, it, it's just, you know, people and you can, you know, have a good time and it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. So either way, met up with a friend of mine and, uh, he, we were drinking, I want to say it was Vagabonds. That's usually how bad stories start, right? So we uh, drank a bunch of Vagabonds and vodka Red Bulls and all this, uh, you know, all this, all the drinks that, you know, make it a, a good time. And, uh, you know, we, you know, uh, went to the current, I believe it was, on the Freedom of the Seas. And, uh, you know, we're just ripping it up, like just enjoying life. Like, and I had no care in the world. I'm like, I'm getting, you know, drunk. I haven't had this good of a time in a long time. My friends are here. I haven't seen them in a while. We, you know, wrapped up the night and then we're going to um, go get pizza or something like that at uh, Sorrento's. And we got food and then we headed back to the uh, their cabin. And, they're, and then uh, uh, they're like, yeah, everything cool. Like, you're good to be here. I'm like, yeah, yeah, everybody's signed. Everything's fine. You know, we shouldn't have an issue. It's like, okay, cool. So we went to the cabin but on the way to the cabin um my friend got into like this <laughs> crazy fight with her boyfriend at the time <laughs> like to the point where like security was called security was called to the area and they had many complaints about this loud couple that was fighting in the in the area where like their voices were like echoing down to the bottom floor like it was a pretty bad situation and, uh, <laughs> and what happened was security comes up and they're like what are you doing here it's like well I'm here with my friends. My friends are cruising. Here's the form. Like, this is my copy. And he's like, well, where is so-and-so's 
for his so-and-so signature. I left it on his desk. He said, you know, somebody said he would take care of it. Oh, well, you know, you need some, you know, you need his signature for you to be up here. There's no, you have no permission. So they took me down, they took them down and put them in like the drunk tank to sober up. But they took me and they literally put me in a room and let me get drunker by like just <laughs> sitting in the room and marinating. Didn't give me any water, didn't give me any food to soak it up, like nothing. You know, that, of course, the, the mentality we all have that you soak it up. But, so it allowed me to marinate more and probably get more drunk. Then they gave me a breathalyzer at 6.30 in the morning. And it was it was literally entrapment because it was like... Five times over the limit. It was something ridiculous. I can't remember what it was. It was like 2.30 or something over the limit. You know, it's 0.08 off duty. Right? Right. So it was um, definitely not a good position to be in. So then they're like, okay, go back to your cabin. It's like, okay, that's it. Like... Am I fired? Like, do we know? Like, what's going on? Like, I'll oh, just go back to your cabin. Somebody will, somebody will tell you what's going on. Start packing. Start packing. <laughs> they, they pretty much said, like, don't, don't, like, don't, like, leave the ship, but, like, get ready to leave the ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's start packing. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, huh, cool. So I'm just going to be left on pins and needles. So all day, the next day was a sea day. Let's keep that in mind. So here I am, like, freaking out, working in my shift, but not upstairs. They have me working in the locker while I'm wondering if I'm going to have a job. Out of the public's eye. Out of the public's eye, yeah. What happened was uh, that night my boss was like, okay, well, there's there's going to be... Um, going to be a captain's hearing um and you're i i, I don't really know what to expect you know, yeah we do yeah you know we'll see we'll see you know like i i'm hoping for the best i'm like by the way i get downstairs that next day cosmo and i was like standing in front of the five and they pretty much all just were like you know this is a disgrace you like went over the limits and you didn't have permission blah 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 and more or less five people fired me at once it was like the the verbal firing squad it was humiliating for sure. Um, more or less, they had me pack my bags and then kicked me out in Mexico. Not the worst place to get kicked out. Where in Mexico? Oh, in Cosimo? Yeah, Cosimo. And, uh, really? Yeah. So hang out at Carlos and Charlie's until... You know I went to the no-name bar. <laughs> in fact, the no-name no bar was a little after our time. It wasn't there when we were there, right? Is that, the one, with the, the, that? Is that the one with the name tags? Yeah, yes, that's the one that's with the name cool. tags. Okay. I never we, saw we that. We didn't one. go there. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's on, it, they actually like, they made a bigger facility. Like, they got a bigger facility in the time I was there. It used to be a really tiny place, kind of like near where you got off on the ship. Yeah. What happened was they gave me my deposit back. For, they give you a deposit. You can uh, essentially, pardon me, uh, buy your flight home. And they said, like, listen, like, uh, here's your passport. Here's your whatever. Go to the airport. We have you booked for this flight. But because it was a third party, it was kind of like a loophole. And the the um, port agent, he said, like, you know, enjoy Mexico. And I was like, what do you mean? Don't I have to go to the airport? And he's like, no, man, you have, a, you have a visitor's visa. This is good for 60 days or something like that. And I was like, I'm not going home. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually stayed in Mexico. And I, my colleague at the time, she's from Mexico. So she connected me with uh, her cousin in Cancun. I got it in my head that I was going to go work as a activity staff at a hotel in Mexico. 
So, Hell yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I set out on this hunt and uh, I stayed with Shadow Tabetsa, who's a, a bartender, no name bar. She put me up at her house for a couple of days while I was trying to figure stuff out. I stood at the no name bar. I literally gave the finger to the ship as I was leaving the port because I was just like, Oh, you. Like, like, do you do? Do you do a selfie with your camera? I'm pretty <laughs> sure there. I'm pretty sure there is a there is a photo of me giving the chef. Mm. Yeah, because it was uh, it was That's quite too funny. How long did you stay in Cozumel? I was there for probably two months. I got uh, oh okay. wow. I got canned like in October, and then you know around you know after being declined several times because I didn't have like the visa, or I didn't have variants because activity staff are not the same. Mexican hotels that are on a cruise ship. They're more like dancers that, you know, help oh. out with the stuff around the ship, right? So I did a couple auditions and failed them miserably. <laughs> <laughs> Were you up there doing the do, doing a dance or something? Oh, trying to prove that you were an entertainer or something? Oh, like seriously, that? seriously. They one of the hotels actually said, okay, let's see what you got. And they put me on the stage to have one of the captains <laughs> of the dance team. Teach me a great fine step. And I just. That's like a nightmare (laughs) to me. That's like a nightmare to me. It's like, okay, perform. (laughs) This this song is not going to fit that yet. Make us laugh. (laughs) Pretty much. And I did make them laugh. And they uh, they said to me afterwards, they're like, um, I think we're going to go another direction. I'm like, figured that. (laughs) Back to the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let no, me let me ask you uh, why why you were on the ships and stuff. Your time on the on the ships, the Zenith or the or whichever ships, did you ever uh, uh, hook up with any passengers? Uh, no comment. That's I think. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there's there's there definitely um, instances, of course, where sure. uh, you know, passengers. I don't know what it is about wanting to hook up with uh, stuff. Like, Dang it! You know, like what, what can you do, right? <laughs> You're just trying to entertain the entertain the the, the customers. Uh, pretty much, right? So, like, so let me ask you part two to that question. Um, mm-hmm. Where was the strangest place that you've uh, done it on the ship? Uh, it wasn't on the ship. That's for sure. It was uh, in the in the. Was uh, it on a golf course? Uh, in, the, in the ocean. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. Eh. Uh, yeah. No name bar. Yeah, yeah. Near there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sweet. But um, it's such a such a funny uh thing because as as you know, like anything you do could be something you get fired for. So, but like I say, I was fast and loose, and I definitely didn't care for rules that much. So, (laughs) so I'm curious did did they have breathalyzers when you first started already in 2003? I think it was a little bit more. Um, I think it started to like get more strict as time went because. I started hearing about my friends after I left. I started hearing about more and more of my friends that also had the same lifestyle, right. we'll call it, where they like to just, you know, get drunk and have a good time and go over that limit. And they were starting to get canned left, right, and center too. So when did they like- when did they try to go dry? Like, did they do the breathalyzers after they were like, oh, this is not working? This- I think breathalyzers came first. Because mm-hmm. I, well, I left in 96. There was no breathalyzer in sight. Thank yeah. God. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, uh, Scott, you left a little bit after me, and you didn't. There weren't breathalyzers there either when you were there. No, right. And, and there was, was no hint of going dry. Yeah. The dry yeah. that that dry period didn't last very long because the crew they couldn't hire anybody. Arms. Yeah, no, everybody was really upset. 
I mean, it would be like people not allowed to go on shore, right? Like, how many people are they keeping on the ships right now with the whole COVID stuff? Like, just takes away the whole experience. That's kind of like how things ended and like to wrap it all up in a bow. Now I work as a, you know, journalist for a, a media organization. So now going back to the very beginning of uh, whoever the person was that said, Hey, uh, you should get a job on a cruise ship, Tia or whatever the, mm-hmm. was that, was that right? The, the name right? Tia, yeah, yeah. Did, okay. did you end up working with that person or see them again? Or I didn't, I think she ended up like not being on ships. From the time that I was, I think she finished or something like that. I can't remember exactly what her role was, but she knew people, and that's how that's how it all connected. And I've kind of stayed in touch with her off and on, like we're Facebook friends. And I think she lives in BC or something. But yeah, she changed a whole perspective of my life. Like I don't know what direction I would be going if I wasn't on ships. So it's kind of weird. How Excellent. Was. You have to um, yeah. get her on the show as well. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll mention to her for sure. Okay. So as we wrap this up, so in general, your, your time on ships, you feel like was a, was a good experience, even though at the very end it was, it was pretty bad. In general, it was something I would never trade anything for. I think it just, it allows at that time, it just allowed me to grow and at the time that I needed to, you know, it's a lot of discipline at the same time. Like it is, as you know, it's very strict. I think we, we'd all would say the same thing. I, yeah. I, I definitely, I joined ships when I was 23, worked for five years and I, it was the same experience for me. I was, I don't think I was very disciplined and I definitely, I never left the United States when I started working on ships and it just opened my eyes and it just kind of just, it's something just as you said, I will never forget. I will never regret. It was a great experience that I enjoyed, even though we all worked really hard. Yeah. Enjoyed it tremendously. Good, bad, ugly, uh, a written warning on every contract for eight, nine years, whatever. <laughs> and But it was still great. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, my first contract, I almost got fired my first two months, right? So I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the but time, like, you were like, this is not good. This is not good. Th- oh, I wanted to come home so fast. <laughs> yeah. Well, since you worked yeah. in the shops and you would have had a lot of passenger contact, mm-hmm. you had to have some pretty uh, interesting or intense exchanges with, with guests. So just to get another little story out of you, can you think of one really weird or just a really interesting or, or, or kind of, uh, interaction that you had with a guest? I remember being, just to give you a short, funny little story. I remember being so bombed and I came back from, uh, <laughs> St. Martin, there was a crew party on the beach and I remember the, uh, it was like a watch sale day. So I came back and I, you know, stumbled back on the ship. And as you do, what happened was the, uh, everybody is setting up watches in the island as we do in the promenade. My boss was kind of watching me. He kind of knew that I was at the party. He's trying to see, like, if I'm actually coherent. And I guess there's something, somebody's like, excuse me, how much is this watch? And I was like, oh, uh, hold on, let me check. And I went to, like, go grab the watch. And for some reason, it just, like, blew up in my face and <laughs> in her face. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like looking at the camera, like I'm pretty sure the boss caught that, you know. <laughs> You're going to the locker for the rest of the night. <laughs> was, the, was the comment from my boss, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's many, but I can't, I can't think of any like prominent um, right now. But that definitely was funny. I mean, so many times that you just have to act like everything's fine, and you haven't been drinking all day on the beach, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing how quickly you learn how to work, you know, a little tipsy yeah. or a little bit drunk or a lot drunk uh, mm-hmm. without, without trying to, you know, get caught. Do us a favor, do us a favor and uh, 
listen to some of the ship stories because we're going to tell you about how the pursers drank at work yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody drank every time. Like we we were we were backstage with the dancers putting on the shows, and we were drunk most of the time. And some of the dancers performing were drinking before the show, and then after the show, and then then I mean, literally, literally, we had bar. We could call the bar, yeah, and we we would call the bar and say, "Bring us drinks to the back office." Yeah, and Mm -hmm. call the schooner bar, and yeah, and come there was a bar waiter, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right there in the office serving us drinks and everything. So it was a good time. Well, oh, yeah. we need we need to wrap it up, Fraser. Thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate your ship stories. No, no problem. Thank you very much for having me. It was uh, very nostalgic revisiting that. Great. Well, thank you. Yeah. And um, be sure and and I and I want to remind all of our previous guests. Be sure and share your story. Be sure and like and subscribe to our page because. We just need a few more followers to get to that other level. Thank you so much. No problem. I'll make sure to tell my friends, see if I can convince anyone else. Yes, definitely. Great. Great. Thanks, Brad. Nice Fraser. to meet you. Awesome. Thank nice you. you. Thank you. Ciao. Thank you. Stay warm. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. It was nice. Well, that was a so lot of fun. It, it, yeah. looks like, it looks like the strict, the the strictness level really took a little bit of time after ours. It wasn't immediate after we left. It took a little bit longer. I used to review uh, when, when crew members would write in to appeal their dismissal. I used to review those appeals and go through and decide whether we gave somebody another chance or not. Hey everyone, the ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast and video, please visit our YouTube channel, My Ship Story. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as My Ship Story. Don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you like, you can email us your story for us to read on the air. Email us at myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. That's myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. Goodbye for now and be sure to tune in next week, same time, as we'll have a new podcast every Monday. Bon voyage!